children come Don't dare drive them away And then the kingdom comes Hear the holy foolish things they say The springtime of their life decides The adults they'll become So let the children come Please let the children Welcome to Children's Bible Journey, with stories and songs just for kids. We have a dramatized Bible story coming up, but let's get today's program started by singing praises to our awesome God.
singing praises to Jesus. We'll do some more singing in a few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing Bible story from the Bible and Living Sound. His Majesty Saul, King of Israel, chosen and anointed of God, enters the court, bow the knee. You may arise. Your Majesty, there is present, awaiting an audience, a delegation of the chief elders of Ziff. What is their complaint? Oh, no complaint, Your Majesty. Rather, they wish to do His Majesty a great favor. Oh? They know the present whereabouts of David. Ah. 
Audience granted. Uh, the delegation from Ziff may approach the throne. Long live the king! You know where David and his men are? We do, your majesty. Well, I trust they are well and happy. Give them my best regard. But uh, don't you want to... Uh, I mean, uh, aren't you anxious that he and his men be uh, exterminated? I, I... I have made my peace with David. He is a just and great man. He has no enmity against me, nor I toward him. That's odd, your majesty. He's among the caves and wooded places of the hill of Hekaila, hiding from you. Why do you bring this information to me? We thought to do our king a service and favor, your majesty. Oh. <laughs> now, give me the real reason. Oh, well, uh, uh, your majesty, we considered David our enemy and the enemy of Israel. Especially is he your enemy, your majesty. We came to reveal David's hiding place hoping to win the favor of our king and receive just compensation. You say he... he hides from me? Why? Do you know? He hopes to take your place on the throne. Ah. <laughs> Is this not true, your majesty? Yes. Well, your majesty, we Ziphites do not want him as king. We want you and your sons after you. Yes, yes, and you shall, yes. Abner! Yes, Your Majesty. Did you hear that, General? David hides in the wilderness of Ziph. I heard, Your Majesty. Shall we go after him? We will go after him, General. Immediately, sire. Yes, yes, as soon as you can muster the men, General. And this time, this time we will take a smaller force, but one better trained in hunting and tracking down the enemy in broken country. Not in open warfare. Now, get together about 3,000 of our best men. Yes, sir. This is the place, Your Majesty. This is the hill of Hakaila. David and his men are hidden hereabouts. You're sure? Absolutely, Your Majesty. All right. General, we'll make camp here. Pitch my tent in that open space. As soon as it is up, I wish to talk to you. Uh, yes, sir. Pitch your tents on the double. You realize, of course, Abner, that David and his men are thoroughly trained and experienced in this sort of warfare. Yes, sir. Well, you will, therefore, take extra precautions. Post double guards at every possible access point. Send out your best spies. By morning, I want to know exactly where David and his men are holed up and just how many there are of them. David wishes your attention. Thank you. David. Men, you're well acquainted with the facts of our constant flight to avoid the anger of our king. Like myself, you despair of permanent peace with King Saul. The demon anger has again been aroused within him, and again he seeks our lives. Friendly spies have brought word that at this very moment, he and a large army of chosen men make camp on the hill Hakaila. I shall personally spy out their camp. Who will volunteer to go with me? I will. As general of your forces, I will. 
Officer, sir, I claim the right to go with you. As general, you shall stay here and keep things in order. Um, Abishai, you and your brother. Oh, 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 but I, I want to go. No, no, no. Three is enough. Abishai, his brother, and myself. Joab, let the men rest, yet keep them ready to move out at a moment's notice. Yes, sir. All right, you two men, come with me. Let's get going. There it is. The camp of King Saul and his men. <laughs> Surprisingly clear in the moonlight. Yes, sir. And by the position and arrangement of the camp, I'd say that the king himself sleeps in that open spot. Ah. That man by his side is his bodyguard and chief commander, Abner. Ah, I think I'll go down there, right to the midst of their camp. Which of you will go with me? Oh, I will, sir. Very well, Abishai. You shall accompany me. We'll enter by way of those deep shadows made by the hills. Our uh, mission, sir? To ascertain the number of soldiers with Saul. Yes, sir. Now follow me quietly. This one is King Saul himself, sir. Yes, I know. His spear is stuck in the ground by his side. Here is a cask of water. And look at Abner. Asleep, son, <laughs> asleep. Now, with this spear, I could easily end the king's life. And I would be the hero of... No, Saul is anointed of the Lord. Who can stretch his hand against him and be guiltless? The Lord only can give life, and the Lord shall take it away. However, we'll take the king's spear and his cruise of water. Well, I don't get all this. It's a mystery to me. A mystery? Yes. How, how does it happen we could get all the way to the center of their camp, close enough to kill the king himself? Not a soul wake up. Not one. We didn't even see a sentry. The Lord caused a deep sleep to fall upon the Mabishai. That's the solution to your mystery. Uh, but why? To test me, probably. To see if I would harm the anointed of the Lord. Also to teach the king and his general Abner a lesson. Teach them a lesson? We're going to be God's instruments. We're going over there on the other side of the ravine. Then we're going to awaken Saul and his guards and tell them what happened. And show them that death could have come to Saul and make clear that I have no desire to harm him. Oh, yes, I see. That'll teach him a lesson, all right. Especially Abner, that so-called general and bodyguard <laughs> of the king. <laughs> Abner! 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 Uh, Someone is calling you, General. Yes, sir. Who is it? What do you want? Aren't you supposed to be a valiant man, Abner? Who is like unto thee in all Israel? Are you not supposed to guard the king? You have not done so tonight, for there came one right up to your king and could have thrust him through. You're worthy to die, Abner, because you have failed in your duty to protect the anointed of God. Look around! Do you see the king's spear and his crews of water? No, because I have them. Is... is that you, David? It sounds like your voice. It is my voice, my lord. You took my spear and water? Yes, O oh king. And I could just as easily have taken your life. But... but why didn't you? Well, why should I? The lord chose and anointed you king of Israel. 
and certainly I shall do nothing to reverse the purpose of God. Oh, blessed be thou, my son David, because thou hast spared my life and set thine eyes upon the will of God, thou shalt do great things and still prevail. continue the Bible story tomorrow. And if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible in Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye. Habib the Fruit Market today. I'm doing a report for school about people in my town, and I'd like to ask you some questions. Okay. First, why are you here? I'm here to sell fruit. You want some mangoes? They are very good this season. I mean, why are you here in this country? I've seen pictures of where you were born. It's very beautiful. Oh, yes. Very beautiful. And the fruit, delicious. Then why did you leave that country and come to this one? Did you want to make more money? Not exactly. I could make money in my home country. Everyone loves fruit. So why did you leave? Because in my country, there was something missing. What? The freedom to be who I want to be. Even if what I want to be is different from everyone else. I want to follow my own way and raise my children to do the same. That's very important to me. Do you understand? So who do you want to be? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to find out, but here I can try. 
I carry my fruit market and talk to people about many things and worship in the way I choose to worship. If I don't want to worship, that's okay too. And my children can go to school and become whatever they want to be. That's freedom. It lets you be you, whatever that is. Well, I'm glad you're here. You're a nice man. <laughs> there, you see? That's one of things I want to be, a nice man. It's working. Jesus wants to be our friend. He has placed in our hearts a desire to share our deepest secrets and brightest hopes with Him. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. you've joined me today for another story just for you. Today's story is Who Got the Parrot? There was a little old woman who lived in a small house. On the front porch of the house hung a big red cage in which there was a green and yellow parrot. One day, Alice, Betty, and Catherine passed the house, and the old woman said to them, Girls, wouldn't you like to have a parrot? I've had this one for many years, and I'm tired of his chatter. "'Give me the parrot,' shouted Alice. "'I want the parrot,' cried Betty. "'I, too, would like to have the parrot,' said Catherine. "'Well, well, well,' laughed the old woman. "'I have only one parrot, and all three of you want it. "'Let's sit down and think what to do.' "'So they all sat down on the front porch and thought. "'After a time, the old woman said, "'Each of you may have the parrot for one week, "'and while you have him, teach him new words to say.' "'She pointed to Alice and said, "'You teach him to say good morning.' And you, Betty, teach him to say good afternoon. Catherine, you may teach him to say good night. When each one has had the parrot one week, bring him back to me, and I shall decide which of you may keep him for your very own. Here, Alice, you may have him first. All the girls supposed that whoever taught the parrot the best would get him to keep. Alice hung the parrot's cage in the parlor when she got home. 
Every day she sat beside the cage to teach the bird to say, Good morning! But he was slow to learn, and Alice neglected her regular work. Whenever her mother called her, Alice would answer, Not yet! Wait a while! And she would continue to talk to the parrot. But before the week was up, the bird learned to say, Good morning! And Alice was happy. Then Betty took the bird and hung it in the attic, where she could be alone with it all day long. Whenever her mother called, Betty answered, Don't bother me! And before the week was over, she had taught the parrot to say very nicely, Good afternoon. When Catherine took the parrot to her home, she hung its cage in the kitchen so that she could talk to the bird while she washed the dishes and swept the floor. Often, she would sit down beside the cage and talk to the funny green bird. But whenever her grandmother called, she answered, Coming, Grandma! At last, the three weeks ended, and the girls brought the parrot back to the little old woman. They put the cage on a table and then all sat down to await the decision. The parrot looked at each of the girls, jumped to the bottom of the cage and cried, Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Oh dear, said the little old woman, how can I tell who should have the parrot? And then she smiled a sly smile which wrinkled up her eyes. Suddenly she called, Alice, 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 in just the same way she thought her mother had called Alice for her help. The old woman had no sooner called when the parrot opened his mouth and shrieked, Not yet! Wait a while! Now whom do you suppose he heard say that? exclaimed the old woman. Alice knew. Then the old woman called, Betty? 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 And the parrot answered, Don't bother me! Don't bother me! in a harsh voice. But when the old woman called, Catherine? 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 The bird said softly, just like Catherine's voice, Coming, Grandma. Isn't he the smartest bird you ever saw? cried Alice. May I have him, please? But the bird answered instead, Not yet. Wait a while. You'll come home with me, won't you, pretty parrot? pleaded Betty. Don't bother me, said the parrot very harshly. I'd like to take the dear thing home with me, said Catherine. The little old woman smiled, and the parrot flapped his wings and said sweetly, so it seemed to Catherine, Coming, Grandma. You see, girls, said the little old woman, the parrot had made up his mind, and he answered you in the very words he heard you speak. So, Catherine, he must be yours. Ha, 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 laughed the parrot, and he flapped his wings gaily as Catherine carried him away in his big red cage. The story you've heard today was first published as part of the Vacation Bible School program in the book God's World by the Review and Herald Publishing Association and the General Conference Sabbath School Department. If you are interested in any other products published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Children come, don't dare drive them away, and then the kingdom comes. Hear the holy, foolish things they say. The springtime of their life decides the adults they'll become. So let the children come, please let the children come. Children's Bible Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio. 
and is a production of Live Talk Radio at livetalk.net.